Hit it, Phil. Can it be the breeze that fills the trees with rare and magic perfume? Oh, no. It isn't the breeze. It's Jackson time. La, da, da, da. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Uh, to my, let's see, to my left, maybe, is Kathy Fuller Seeley. Uh, Kathy Fuller Seeley uh, is on our show very often, and she does a beautiful job. Kathy Fuller Seeley, why don't you introduce uh, our other uh, contestant today, our other, our other panelist? <laughs> well, thank you, uh, thank you, Daryl. Uh, beneath me, uh, uh, only in uh, uh, arrangement, but above me in spirit and knowledge, is my colleague John Henderson, who runs This Day in Jack Benny, a most wonderful uh, uh, podcast, and uh, is uh, a Benny expert. I'm awfully glad we could have him here tonight. So. Hello, and I'd like to throw it back to Buck Benny, who runs a podcast <laughs> Jack Benny, an OTR podcast. Why do we end with him? <laughs> anyway, we did it that way just because you'll see. And what's my line? That's how they introduce themselves as they each introduce each other. And I joked about we should do that someday. So I thought, let's do that. So uh, it's kind of cute. It's kind of cute the way they do what's my line. I like it. Um, anyway, so this is Jack appearing on what's my line. He won't appear until the last uh, third of the episode or less or whatever. And uh, uh, it it it's... Uh, you know, you tune into Jack to hear him talk. He does. You don't get much talking from Jack in this. So, uh, but it's just nice to see him, and it's nice to see him kind of goofing around and having a little bit of fun. Uh, it's great to see Steve Allen on here um, and, the, and the whole panel. Uh, and, and this is the earliest I think of his appearances on uh, the actual show. He does appear a couple more times. I think it's quite a few years later, like five years in the future, like 57-ish, something like that, and maybe once in the 60s, I think. Anyway, uh, let's go around and see what we think about what's my line and Jack's appearance here. So let's go with uh, Kathy first. Kathy, what did you think of this? Well, it was delightful to see Jack, I mean, looking so laid back and, and going, eh. yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, eh, yes. <laughs> yeah, you don't see Jack stick his tongue out very much, and so you you get more of Jack's tongue than you've ever had before. So. <laughs> I I so appreciated the show from the sort of the um the genre of of nice sort of erudite cultured game shows. This reminded me of Information Please, Dan Golan Paul's radio show, and other Mark Goodson, Bill Todman productions which were sort of far more than the screaming and yelling, jumping up and down kind of game shows. Here we have this um, uh, interesting collection of panelists who are, are quite well known in New York for a variety of reasons. Dorothy Kilgallen, the journalist, Steve Allen, who would start his Tonight Show run in the same year of 53. Um, uh, Arlene Francis, and a writer named Hal Block, who does not have many credits in IMDb. Somebody needs to fill uh, him in. But I learned that the, um, the three of them, that Steve appeared on 125 episodes of this show, Dorothy on 736, and Arlene on 831. Wow. So talk about like a Kardashian being famous, but whatever. But um, that's a long time to make regular appointments to be on this show. It's amazing that they did that. Is, that was all in one year. The show only lasted a year. And so that. 
It actually they, they filmed seven episodes a day. <laughs> every day. It lasted from 1950 to 1967. That is quite quite a run. Uh, but as I said, um, the, the pleasure of the show is seeing these fairly uh, sort of smart, sophisticated people, although you would not know it by, as I said, I wanted to complain a little bit about the rant, uh, the um, a rampant sexism. Now, mind you, the show was advertised as all these people have unusual professions. Would you like an unusual profession? Watch What's My Line. Um, but uh, today's example, the way that the audience goes, she's a minister? Or she's a jazz drummer. I just, I, I love that. So, it, you know, the, the, the little feminist in me wants to go, of course she's a jazz drummer. So. It looks like we might have Terry Phillips showing oh, up. Fantastic. That would be awesome. Terry, Terry. It's Terry. Hey there. Terry, we should, we're live. You should sign yeah. in. You should sign in and we should have to guess what your occupation That's today right. is. <laughs> Well, and Terry, you're you're looking like the skipper from Gilligan's Island today. Uh, well, uh, you know, it was supposed to be a three-hour cruise. I don't know what happened. <laughs> around in Are you lost at sea and, and <laughs> tuning in for help? Oh no, that's unfortunate. But it's great to see you, Terry. Good I'm glad you, you could make it. All of you. We're talking about uh, what's my line, right? And what a great show. Uh, we were just, Kathy was just saying how it lasted from 1950 until 1967. Is that right? And it's one that I could see, I'm surprised it ended in 67. You can see it's still going. I think it'd be somewhat interesting. What's what's this person's, what it, it career does this they brought make? it back after John Daly left. Didn't Wally Bruner host it for a while? Hmm. It, it seems to me in the, I don't know, 70s or 80s, they had a reboot of it. Oh. Yes. Uh, but John Daly was was tremendous, and I was a big fan of his um, because he was not only a, a great host of this program, but a terrific journalist and commentator as well. Very good. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. I actually, I've heard the name Steve Allen, but I really didn't recognize anybody in this episode. And I watch a lot of classic TV, but they're usually the sitcoms. It seems like this these people are drawn from a different world. Yes. Yeah, and, and really... The the one that, of course, to modern audiences would be the most famous would be Steve Allen. Uh, the rest of them are known for, well, a lot of it, they're known for the appearances on this show, plus other, sh other like, a lot of them are on other, um, uh, what, game shows and so forth. Go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, and they were probably very active in, like, local uh, New York television. So yes. So you probably, you know, saw them all the time. Yeah. Well, and Dorothy Kilgallen was a, a famous, nationally famous columnist yes. who um, got into some very controversial areas, including um, her take on the Kennedy assassination. She was one of the last people to see Jack Ruby uh, alive um, when he was, um, you know, being uh, held for the um, the murder of Lee Harvey Oswald, the killer of uh, President Kennedy. Yes. Uh, at the other end of the panel, uh, there was, um, well, of course, there was uh, Arlene Francis, who was also big in Broadway circles and on radio and TV. And at the far, uh, as we looked at the screen, the far right side of the panel, sitting in the seat that would later be occupied, mostly occupied by, um, oh, shoot, his name has just uh, slipped me, the... the uh, Fred Allen? Publisher, sorry? 
Fred Allen was, was no, on no, this no, show no. a lot. Uh, he was there... on to tell the truth. So uh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to look. I just I can't believe I, his name has slipped my mind. Anyway, Hal Block, the guy who was sitting on the far right side, was a a famous and in some ways infamous uh, writer, comedy writer, and comic himself, and and was also kind of a controversial figure. And I think he left this show under less than happy circumstances. There were some uh, accusations made about his uh, his treatment, of, uh, particularly of some of the women uh, involved in this show. Well, Bennett well, Surf, well, thank is, the, you, Bennett right Surf is the name I was trying to think of. I'm Bennett sorry. Sir. Yeah, and he was he was kind of the the anchor of that of that show, and usually sat in the chair that that Hal Block occupied. Okay. Well, I had just been saying that the IMDb entry on Block was very small, and so now you've been providing the information we all want to know about Hal Block. So why was I don't, I don't remember exactly what happened, what was said, or what was done, but uh, it was uh, apparently it was it was not a happy departure for him yeah so well, he I, got canceled. I, was, <laughs> That's yeah. Right. I was surprised even in this episode with the way that they you know commented on the the first lady's attractiveness i thought that's not really something that they would do today it's one thing when you see bob hope and it's marilyn monroe or somebody who's sort of like you know this is that's their thing so it sort of makes sense for bob hope to be commenting on it but this is just like an everyday person so i thought that was very strange mm -hmm. and it wasn't strange at the time yeah look at and then look at their hands. I wondered if they made all the men pass. We didn't see if they made regular male contestants pass in front of the panel and examine uh, and I their hands. One of the reasons Dorothy Kilgallen did that was to see if they had rough hands or smooth hands to try right. to guess sure. whether they did yeah. manual labor <laughs> oh, it, or not. It, it makes perfect sense, but it just looks odd. So. <laughs> yes. Well, it didn't help that they had two female contestants, so we didn't need to see what they would do with a male contestant. Because, uh, of course, Jack didn't, they had blindfolds on. They didn't do any of the normal things they were doing. But they would have said he has lovely hands. Yes, so. that's right. <laughs> they feel like a violinist's hands. I don't know. <laughs> I was impressed. My my wife watched it with me. She almost never watches the shows with me, but I threw it on last night. We both were watching it. Um, and And she commented on how intelligent the people seemed that were the panelists. And how quickly they they guessed uh, uh one of them i took i think they got three wrong answers and that was it and the other one they got a few more wrong answers but they had plenty to go they weren't close to to tapping out so uh because originally when they when i first saw it i was going okay so they have 10 shots at this 10 no's i thought well that you can see a contestant pull that off but not in this case and i don't know i don't know how often they had actual winners that beat the panel and did they say what you got if you beat the panel i mean they said it was five dollars per question oh, so i was adding that up it's like you got a hundred dollars or sorry fifty dollars it was ten no's at five bucks a piece yeah um, but i was thinking if you made it past the tenth one you would think there'd be some sort of bonus in, in modern days probably got multiplied by a, ten a or something like. come down you know that's <laughs> probably got a shipment of stop at Yes. Oh, yes. 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 I thought it was so weird that they, you know, this intelligent game show and they're advertising stop at deodorant spray. Yes. And there's a and big the thing. And, and supposed to be famous? <laughs> well, I was thinking, I was like, I was talking to my wife and I was like, wow, that's a, actually a pretty good name for deodorant. 
I was thinking you could have a lot of fun with it in the seventies, you know, with humorous ads about, Oh my gosh, you you reek. Stop it. Stop it. In the seventies, they had one called. Oh yeah, that's right. But I love that the ad is emblazoned on the front of the panelists, a credenza there with the, with the thing spraying. Uh, right at Steve Allen, just trying to. Uh... I, I want to say something about the about um, Jack's appearance on this show. Go ahead. First, first of all, they changed the way the questions were uh, asked uh, as this uh, as this series progressed. This was 1953, is that right? Yes. So fairly early in in the show's run, but um, as the show evolved with the uh, mystery guest each um, panelist would get to ask only one question and then they would pass it on to the next here they treated the mystery uh, guest the same way they treated the other contestants which was you could keep asking questions until you got to know right Um, but they wanted to to move it along for the mystery guest and i'm i'm suspicious that in the case of jack benny they probably guessed early on who it was but they just wanted to keep the show going you know, it was a half-hour show. They didn't want to end it after 20 minutes. Right. Yeah. So I think they were deliberately prolonging the the, uh, the suspense. I would think so. Yeah. I mean, how many comedians are known for playing a musical instrument that's a comedian? They're uh, essentially be probably one, and then and then known for performing with their wives. That pretty much locks it down to Burns. Well, it's Fred Allen. Why didn't they guess Fred Allen? He played a clarinet. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yes, he played a little bit. <laughs> right. Danny Kay played something. I mean, so. yeah. Well, and, and of course, see. George Burns had that. What was his, what was he called? Uh, velvet, the his velvet throat or something like that. That was yeah. That was, uh, that was Bill, uh, Torme. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the velvet fog oh yes but but george had a name like that i think he, he copied it off of that yeah i think he called himself old silver throat or something like yeah that. something like that yeah yeah so anyway but but john you were going to say something i think yeah i was going to say that i i agree that the contestants may be new especially dorothy kilgallen you can sort of see when she knows for sure and then she's like i'll mull it over a little bit let everybody else have another chance yeah. i did think that she was quite good at the game you can see why she was on for 700 episodes or yeah, whatever yes. yeah yeah i mean that that's it's amazing amazing run this show had and like i say it I thought it was kind of kind of fun. It was just, it's neat to see a, like Kathy was saying, a talk show that's, I mean, a, a game show that's just different. That's just like, okay, this is just a panel of people. We're just trying to figure out this person's profession. It's just kind of cool. Um, and and you were saying, Kathy, I was thinking that Fred Allen was on this show, but Fred Allen was on to tell the truth. I think he's on. He's on this show. I too. believe so. Oh, yeah, oh Fred Allen did too. this show. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so you did both probably. And is it then is it is it this one that he was on and then you know he had his heart attack and passed in the middle of the week and they didn't yeah. what, know what to do that following broadcast and I think they went they said we'll go on ahead we'll forge ahead Fred would have wanted us to do but that. after after he passed they did pay tribute to him on this show they had kind of a somber um, opening to that episode. Yeah. All right. If, if they would have, because Fred, I got to say, Fred, 
would have poked fun at himself even after he was gone. They could have had somebody come on. What's what's their line? Oh, this guy's an undertaker. And then had somebody else come on. What's this guy do? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Fred would have liked that, I think. I think Fred would have really liked that. But I, I don't think they did that. <laughs> I think they might have got into a little bit of trouble. But it would be that. So anyway, uh, just a, like I say, a wonderful show. We'll be bringing you more episodes of What's My Line that featured Jack. Um, and if I, and I'll search around, if there's any that have feature there's, like Dennis or anybody else from the show, I'll pop uh, There's actually, you should look for, there's one for, for with Rochester. There's also one with Jack Benny's oh. violin teacher. Oh, yeah. That'd be a stretch, but we, <laughs> we could present that. <laughs> they will present that one linked with another one or something, but okay. Okay. That's interesting. Very cool. Well, Terry, um, just before we go, um, where where are we at with the next episode of your of your uh, presentations? Are you are you writing it? Are you almost done with it? Or where are we at? Uh, Imaginaire Theater is on hold because oh. I'm uh, in the process of, pre of preparing to um, to premiere my stage, my one man show. I'm not the the actor, but we're doing a one man show. You're not uh, the man. Premiere <laughs> on September first <laughs> in um, in Santa Barbara, California. You all come on, see. Yeah. It. Uh, that's awesome and so how uh, long I I told the you gestation did this have for you creating this one-man show thing that this show was originally crapped uh, the, the writing began i should say four years ago wow um and it was supposed to premiere in march of 2020 and then there was this little pandemic yeah <laughs> and so you know all the theaters were closed and we couldn't um we couldn't go ahead but now uh, theaters are starting to open, and uh, so we've got a premiere date of September 1st at the Center Stage Theater in Santa Barbara. Wow. Fantastic. I can't remember if I told you. It's called Ronald Reagan Saves the World. Okay. And, and who's uh, the, who's the, is the actor anybody we would know that's in it? Or uh, The actor has been around for 40 years, but I'll bet you don't know his name. Um, he's Paul Messenger. He's also a director oh. and has done... Uh, soap operas and tons of commercials and a lot of stage acting. He's very well known in, in theatrical circles. And uh, he was originally going to direct this episode. We we are planning to take it on the road after our um, two weekends in Santa Barbara. So keep an eye open for it in a theater near you. That's awesome. Come up to come up Seattle way. We'd love to see you. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and see the performance now. So I guess he's doing uh, Ronald Reagan the whole time. Is it? He's doing Reagan, and then we have um, a few other voices who you hear but don't see. Don't see. Um, okay. Uh, it's it's kind of a biography of Reagan's life from his childhood to his pre through to his presidency, um, but a lot of what he says, a lot of what the character says, Ronald Reagan actually said. There, right. mostly wow. his own words. Wow. Ronald Reagan yeah. certainly was a fascinating character. He, yeah. he was an amazing character. Um, and it's an interesting comparison between his presidency and more recent presidencies. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. literally, you could do a one-man show pretty much about every president, at least since Reagan. They all are interesting say, in their own way. William William Henry Harrison. It would be a very short. <laughs> yes, yes. I said since, not before. So, oh, okay. so I'm just thinking. I I think a Clinton one could be interesting. Obama would certainly be interesting. Yeah. Uh, even 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 Biden would be interesting, just because he could 
talk about you can feature a young Biden and a middle Biden and old Biden or something and yeah hmm. but I would think doing the research for it would also be fascinating did you mostly rely on like his autobiography or did you go back to find things from that he that were written about him during his Hollywood days or I, I did all of that plus I talked to people who knew him um there are still some folks around who uh, worked for Reagan and and I talked to several of those and got some new some interesting stories that I haven't found elsewhere great. Um, great. but yeah. you're right Kathy I mean there's just plenty of, of material to be mined and the research was a lot of fun it was by the way not my idea this was uh, brought to me by another actor who wanted me to write it for him and halfway through the project he had to drop out so I was stuck with this this play and, <laughs> and uh, no one to perform it we uh, worked with a casting director and we there might be others coming along uh, including some we've already talked to whose names will be more familiar to, but I'm, I'm kind of constrained from talking about that yet. Of course, of course. Suffice to say that I think this show, you know, knock on wood, is probably going to have some legs. Yeah. Well, and if, if you take it up to Canada, John can do all kinds of voices, so you could have John be Reagan. I think that'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'll do like a, a, a Saturday Night Live style. There's really only one word you need, John. There's only one word you need. It's well. Yeah, that's right. It's, it, well. it's a Jack Benny word that goes with Reagan as well. When, yeah. <laughs> well, when you when you get up and go in to give it more, we'll do a maybe we could do a special episode about things we could dig up about Jack B. Because I know they dance they went to parties together um in Hollywood days and then when he was governor. So maybe we can do Jack Meets. It'll uh, just be well Jack meets Ron. <laughs> that is correct well with that we'll let you enjoy this episode of what's my line with jack benny and we'll see you folks next time thanks guys you're great and now what's my line brought to you by stop at spray deodorant Poof, there goes perspiration Poof, deodorant body powder the body powder you spray the Nest Shampoo, the new Flowing Cream Shampoo. All in the first truly functional cosmetic containers, far easier to use. All created by Dr. Jules Montagnier, the famous cosmetic chemist. Time now to enjoy What's My Line? And now let's meet our What's My Line panel of well-known personalities whose lines you already know. First, the popular columnist whose voice of Broadway appears in the New York Journal American and papers coast to coast, Miss Dorothy Kilgallen. A clever young humorist who stars in his own television show on Monday nights on another network, Mr. Steve Allen. Thank you. And on my left, one of the uh, lovely ladies of radio and television, whose right eye has just returned from a week in Miami. <laughs> We're very happy to have it back with us this week. Arlene Francis. All the better to wink at you with. <laughs> and on my left, our favorite comedy writer who has written for all the great comedians, including Ken Murray, whose new show started tonight, our pixie panelist, Hal Dimples Block. Thank you. to the swell show tonight. And on my left, one of the, well, I would say the greatest news commentator, the greatest master of ceremonies, and the greatest writer, 
He wrote this introduction. John Daly. <laughs> Too many superlatives. Couldn't be mine. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to What's My Line, presented by Stopette. Once again tonight, <laughs> we have some nice people who have come to visit us and brought with them their occupations. We think they're occupations which will give my friends on the panel some trouble. We also hope that they will give our guests a chance to carry home some prizes. We'll have a guest challenger, a famous guest challenger, before the panel a bit later in the program. But right now, it's time for the experts to meet our first challenger whose job they've got to spot. So will you sign in, please, ma'am? Lila. Dell. Miller. Lila, Dell, Miller. Uh, Miss, um, is it? Yes. Miss Miller, would Miss? You? Yes, yes, Miss. <laughs> this is a pretty dangerous status to have when you're this close to Mr. Block. Come over this way a bit further. That's right. Now, would you be good enough to tell us where you come from? Columbus, Georgia. Columbus, Georgia. Well, well my ever-loving mouth. <laughs> I will say this, that uh, Georgia has a great tradition for peaches. I might say that, um... I can understand the tradition now. And would you Thank be you. good enough to walk Got down... Got some pretty nice the tomatoes platform. there, too. <laughs> May I see your hand, please? Thank you. All right, Miss Miller, will you come over here now and sit down next to me? And on the basis of your good, firm, clear signature, your good, firm, clear voice, and the brief acquaintance which the members of the panel have had with you, we give them at this point one free guess as to what your line may be, and we will begin the free guesses with Miss Kilgallen. I think she plays the harp. Plays the harp, Mr. Allen. Well, she's uh, from the South, and uh, judging by her mink, I think maybe she raises sugar daddies. <laughs> <laughs> well, Miss Miller's bearing is very poised. I think she teaches diction. Mr. Block. Well, I don't know what she does, but if it takes two to tango, I'd like to be one of them. <laughs> I'm afraid nobody has the right answer. We'll let our viewers at home have a further look at Miss Miller. And at the same time, we will tell them what her line is. But the panel will have to dig. <laughs> and now, Miss Miller, the rules are very simple. Actually, um, every time you can give the panel a no answer, it'll cost them $5. We'll keep a record of it all up here. Ten of these no's, and the most important thing happens. You have won the game. We always give one last bit of help. Miss Miller is self-employed. With that, we will begin the general questioning with Miss Kilgallen. Uh, Miss Miller, do you deal in services? Yes. Uh, would both men and women be happy to have your services? Yes. Uh, is there any product involved? No. One down and nine to go, Mr. Allen. Uh, do you deal ordinarily with one, one sex more than the other? No. Two down and eight to go, Miss Francis. Does your work have anything to do with instruction of any kind? Yes. Uh, do you uh, uh, teach in classes of any kind? No. Small conference, please. Will you excuse us for about 25, uh, excuse me, two minutes? <laughs> Anyone want to play bingo? <laughs> Whatever happened to old John? <laughs> He's become Boston. young John. <laughs> please, please, go away. See a few words about Texas. Uh, Miss um, uh, Francis, uh, would you be good enough to ask that question again to help us to determine whether we could be quite fair in giving you the no that we want to give you? 
<laughs> well, now that I know there's some problem about it, John, I'll phrase it a different way. Does Miss Miller, by any chance, uh, speak or address an audience of any kind? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There'll uh, be no more conferences. <laughs> is there anything entertaining about what you do? Sometimes. Uh, do they charge admission to see or hear you? No. That's three down and seven to go, Mr. Block. <coughs> Is what you uh, do educational at all? Mm, yes, I think we could describe it as, as educational. I mean, there are certainly many, many instances when uh, somebody who was in attendance as um, uh, a participant would certainly get uh, educational value. So you go on, Mr. Block. We all lost the question now. <laughs> well, that's what I was hoping you'd do, actually. Uh, do, do people feel happier on account of what you do for them? Yes. Well, do you, do you help their, uh, their particular social life? Yes. Uh, both of them? Male what do you mean female. by both of them? I only thought we were talking Male about one. Male and female. Oh, yes. May? oh yes. yes. I'll pass to Dorothy. She's an authority on that. All right, Miss Kilgallen. On what? Males and females? <laughs> well, who else is there? Miss <laughs> uh, Miller, is there by any chance anything religious about what you do? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, in, could your um, speeches to this audience of men and women uh, have something of a religious nature? Yes. Uh, would they be called sermons rather than just plain lectures or entertainment? Yes. Well, are you a preacher? Yes. I you have to accept that. I'm sure you must be the prettiest one in Georgia or any place else. I beg your pardon? I, say, I think Miss Miller must be the prettiest one in Georgia or any place else. I Thank think you. we will have to agree with that. And she also uh, where's the congregation? <laughs> in Columbus, Georgia. Oh, you're an evangelist. That's right. Actually, Miss um, Miller doesn't Thank stay you. in one place. She, she moves about a good deal, but your home is in Columbus, Georgia. Uh, I must say that I thought this was going to give you a great deal more trouble than it did. I think perhaps you have the mean and the gentleness of your uh, profession. And it gave you away to some degree. You didn't do too well with the prizes, but we do hope that you enjoyed your visit with us, because it was very Thank nice you. having you with us on What's My Life. Thank Good you. Night. And now, panel, let's see what we can do with another challenger. Would you be good enough to sign in, please, ma'am? <laughs> Mildred? Mildred Landwer, is that right? Is it Miss or Miss? Mrs. Mrs. Landwer, would you be good enough to tell us where you're from? I'm from Trenton, New Jersey. Trenton, New Jersey. That's right. Well, I think very probably that people who are sitting over there on the panel are all very familiar to you, but they would like to know you a bit better. So would you walk over in front of the panel, please? Now, Mrs. Landwehr, will you come over here and sit down next to me? And on the basis of your brief visit with the panel, as I think you probably know, we always give them one free guess as to what your line may be. And we will begin the free guesses with Miss Kilgallen. I think she's a, an astrologer. An astrologer, Mr. Allen. Well, if the last lady was an evangelist, this lady must be a bubble dancer. <laughs> I think she makes crazy quilts. Mr. Block. I think she's cute. 
That I think we'll agree with, but it isn't the answer we were looking for. We'll let our viewers at home have a further look at Mrs. Landwehr, and at the same time, we'll tell them what her line is. Well, now, Mrs. Landwehr, I think you know the rules. Every no answer, $5. Ten of these no's, we keep the record right up here. You've won the game. You all set? Will you come in just a bit closer? All right, the last bit of help, Mrs. Landwehr is self-employed. With that, we'll begin the general questioning with Steve Allen. Mrs. Langwer, do you deal in services? Yes. Uh, do you uh, perform these services such as they are for both sexes? Yes. Would it be possible for you to perform them for both sexes together? Yes. I see. Would it uh, possibly make them happier? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, something kind of motherly about you. <laughs> Would the performance of these duties uh, possibly ever be applied to uh, a young couple before they got married? Yes. Yes, surely. <laughs> Would it in any way uh, serve to bring them closer together? It yes. could drive them together, yes. <laughs> uh, could the performance of your duties also bring strangers closer together? Yes. And get them together. Uh, could you do anything for me? Yes. Yeah, I could say that uh, something could be done for you, yeah. Um, you seem very helpful. Is by any chance your work easier when the uh, fellas are rich and the girls are good looking? Wait a minute, do that again. Is it easier when the fellas are rich and the girls are good looking? Uh-huh. Well, I would, if Mrs. Landwehr will let me take this over for a moment, say that um, it's possible that uh, the reception of her services, which is what you're talking about, uh, might be better if the fellow were rich and the girl were good-looking. Yes. Anything is better if the fellow's rich and the girl. <laughs> That's the point I was making, darling. Very good. Dorothy, do you uh, do you deal in advice of any kind? On a what? In advice. advice. Oh, I thought you said in advice no. of any kind. <laughs> Bad time to do that up. <laughs> do you deal in advice of any kind? No. no. That would make it one down and nine to go, Miss Francis. Do you uh, work in one place? No. That makes it two down and eight to go, Mr. Block. <coughs> then you usually travel around. Very good, Mr. Block. <laughs> well, I, I... <laughs> uh, do, do you have any special talent in what you do? Yes. You need a special talent? In yes. other words, anybody couldn't do what you do. No. Do you need any special instruction in what you do? Yes. Uh, you, is your work by any chance entertaining? Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Now I'd like to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Can we have a little conference? You may have 15 seconds for a conference. See if she does her work in any sort of an arena or in an enclosure where people would be watching. Do you have anything? <laughs> well, we're arena bound. Do you do anything in, in sort of an enclosure or an arena? Sometimes. Oh, this kid, you can't pin down. Uh, if you can, maybe she's a wrestler. One way to make both ends meet. Uh, do you have anything to do with music, by any chance? 
Yes. You do? Yes. Do you play a musical instrument? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> uh, you play it with your mouth? No. That makes it three down and seven to go, Miss Kilgallen. Now, does this musical, is this musical instrument uh, involved in your work? Yes. This isn't just a hobby that has nothing to do with no. it. Now, this propelling of young men and women together that you are able to do, uh, does, is this physical as well as social? This isn't just a, an intellectual Yes, we propellant. would say it's, it's physical. I mean, uh, the end product of the uh, services which uh, Mrs. Landwer performs might well be the uh, propulsion of one sex toward the another uh, uh, to the general satisfaction again. and goodwill of both. Uh, on this instrument do you, that you play, do you ever play hillbilly tunes? Yes, such as would be used for square dancing. Yes, sometimes. Good. Now, this is, of course, understood mm -hmm. that hillbilly tunes can be played uh, by a concert of instruments. Yes. yes. Uh, would you say that your work was on a more popular level than, let us say, a virtuoso who would play at Carnegie Hall? Yes. Uh, do you usually play when people are doing some type of dancing or other energetic yes. entertainment? Uh, well, are they dancing? Yes. Uh, do you do you use your fingers in playing? Yes. Do you by any chance play a violin? No. Four down and six to go, uh, Mr. Allen. Nice try. You don't use your mouth, but you do use your fingers. The fingers are involved. Yes. Are the feet involved? Mm -hmm. Yes. Are there any kind of strings in the instrument which you play? Mm, thank you. Five down and five to go, Miss Francie. Well, uh, does Miss Landwehr play several instruments at once? Mm, I think it could be described that way, couldn't it? I mean, uh, uh, what I really meant was, is Miss Landwehr sort of a one-woman band kind of arrangement? A one-woman no. band. That'll make it six down and four to go. We left oh, the door open, Mr. Block, but you've got the right idea. Do you play a lot of instruments at one time? Oh, hell. Yes. Well, uh, ten seconds for I a just thought of something. <laughs> what did you like, think of like it? virtue of Dorothy. Well, if she plays with her feet and her hands, it has to be drums, percussion instruments, doesn't it? You know, like Puka. You know, I just got a strange thought. <laughs> Maybe she plays the drums. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Mrs. Landwehr, we gave him a bit of trouble. Thank you, Dorothy. Mrs. Landwehr is a jazz drummer. Ah. Jazz. Well, that beats everything. That beats everything. And she nearly beat you. You did very well with the prizes. Uh, and I must say that uh, we did very well having you with us. Because well, we had a lot pleasure. of fun. Hope you did, too. Nice of you to visit us and watch my life. Good night. Off to you. And now we come to the special feature of our program, the appearance of our mystery celebrity. My friends on the panel would most certainly recognize our famous guest on site. So, as usual, we have provided them with blindfolds. Are those blindfolds all in place, panel? Yes, John. Good. Will you come in, mystery challenger, and sign in, please?
the case of our mystery challenger, we always dispense with the uh, usual preliminaries. We get right down to the general questioning, which we will begin with Miss Arlene Francis. Well, we've already had Arthur Godfrey, so unless we're doing a repeat for the West Coast, this can't be he. Uh, are you in the entertainment business? <laughs> Uh, have you appeared in pictures? <laughs> Are you male? <laughs> Take the <a> little. <laughs> what? Yes? Maybe airmail. <laughs> yes, yes, a bit of that, Miss Arlene. And you've uh, appeared in television? <laughs> and radio? <laughs> Well, there's nothing very much left then. Uh, would you be considered a comedian? <laughs> Are you, uh, would you consider yourself a leading man? <laughs> I would say that our guest is handsome enough to be a leading man and um, young enough to be a leading man and is very probably considered a leading man. But he doesn't consider himself a leading man? I think probably he also considers himself a leading man. <laughs> <laughs> Would I consider you a leading man? <laughs> <laughs> well, are you uh, primarily known as a comedian? Is that your forte? Or are you also a straight actor? So are you you one question at a time. All right. Are you primarily known as a comedian? <laughs> Do you uh, do anything besides act? I mean by that, do you play uh, a musical instrument or sing? Uh-huh. You do do one of those things? Are you a singer? <laughs> one down and nine to go. Mr. Bob. Well, have you, have you been on a television show? in the last year. <laughs> Happened to have. Uh, have you ever had your own show in radio or television? <laughs> uh, have you ever been uh, featured in a picture? <laughs> and this isn't your great racket? You know something you should just stick to being a comedian? <laughs> uh, in addition to being a comedian, you do something else. Do you, uh, do you play an instrument? Uh-huh. Oh! I bet you thought I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, is it by any chance uh, a very popular instrument? Uh-huh. Something that most people have in the home? Well, to the degree that people have an interest in music, you might find this in a great many homes. <coughs> Is it possibly something with strings? Uh-huh. Strings, yes. Uh, is it the piano? That would make it... <laughs> well, pianos have strings. Two down a date to go, Miss Gilgallon. Uh, have you ever appeared on the New York stage? Uh-huh. Were you a comedian then, too? Uh-huh. 
Oh, when you work as a comedian, are you usually in proximity to people who are known as stooges or supporting players, I suppose, more politely? Well, um, are you in proximity to supporting players when you are performing as a comedian? I mean that, is he that rather than a monologist? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever became a ha-ha. <laughs> you go on from there. Actually, I think, Miss Kilgallen, that we would have to admit that um, our guest is um, on many occasions uh, a monologist, and on other occasions um, you will find that he uses supporting players. He seems to do everything. Do you have a regular radio program of your own? Ha-ha. <laughs> and do you use supporting players on that? Ha-ha. <laughs> Steve, I'll pass you while I cogitate. All right, Mr. Allen, let's see what you can do. We have about two minutes and a half to go. Now, while you're cogitating, why don't you think it over? I'm going to try it. <laughs> let's see. Uh... Does, your, does your wife ever work with you when you work? Uh-huh. That's too bad. <laughs> speak to your agent about that. Um, do you by any chance ever work with your orchestra leader? I mean, is he a part of your uh, entourage? Uh-huh. Mm. Is your hair... Uh, <laughs> are you having a little trouble with your hair? Mm-mm. <laughs> Is that properly to no answer? Okay, that's three down seven to go. <laughs> He's having no trouble with his hair. Uh, Looks grand. Have you hair? It is both full and handsome. Go on from there, Miss uh, Let me see now. Have you ever been on the road to anything in a picture? <laughs> <laughs> that makes it um, four down and six to go, Mr. Block. Could I find? I'd like to find out what Steve was thinking of. No, we have only about fifty-five seconds to go, Mr. Block. I'd like to too. <laughs> uh, well, are you in New York in a uh, vehicle right now? <clears throat> no, he's on a stage in a theater. That's five down and five to go, Miss Kilgallen. Well, are you usually in California? Are you usually in California? Is that where you live? Mm-hmm. Well, if you work with your wife and you play a stringed instrument and you have hair, even if it isn't all your own, are you Jack Benny? Jack Benny! Oh! If I would only asked if he was 39. <laughs> no. <laughs> Could I ask just one question? Why, sir? Sure. Do I get paid for tonight? And <laughs> <laughs> now, in just, a, in just a moment, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to give you a preview look and one of our guests who's mine, our panel is going to be asked to guess on next week's program. But first, here is something to remember.
And now next week at this same time, our panel of experts will be asked, what's my line by this man? Would you know what his occupation is? Could you spot his line? We'll stop at invite you to join us again next Sunday night at 10.30 p.m. to see if you can guess it along with our panel. So be sure to be with us then. And remember that on Wednesday nights, you will find What's My Line, a completely new show on CBS Radio. That's on Wednesday nights. And until we see you again, this is John Daly saying good night, Dorothy. Good night, Steve. Good night, Arlene. Good night, Hal. Good night, Jack. <laughs> oh, and good night, ladies and gentlemen, and thanks for being with us on What's My Line. <laughs>